0: Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, the podcast that helps you retrain your brain so that you can have improved emotional, behavioral, and communication flexibility while you tackle life's daily challenges and opportunities. In this podcast, we plant new seeds that remap your mind and expand your listening by helping you to retrain that inner voice that sometimes stops us from producing the unimaginable results in our lives. So sit back. It's time to retrain your brain. And I am your host and trainer, Dr. Maisha. Hey, have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our Mind Remapping NLP coach training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life, join our next training. Schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remap my mind not today. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. By now you all know who I am. For those of you who are new to me, I'm Dr. Maesha, the founder of the Mind Me Wrapping Company, but I am I'm here today to talk a little bit about getting to the root cause of complaints. And you know, I specified um in young people. However, when we talk about getting to the root of complaints, you could, we can talk about that really with anyone. So in the context of, of our young people, especially as parents, sometimes we deal with our kids complaining about whatever they're complaining about. It's normal, right? This is what this is what kids do they they when they have a when they have a beef they complain Well, we we complain a lot as well now we could say we could take the case that they may be modeling but we complain is a, is a complaint really a complaint right a complaint really is a concern and so one of the things i want to talk about today and and one of the reasons i want to talk about this is because oftentimes um it's our listening that determines what our response is going to be. And I say this all the time. You hear me if you listen to me, you listen to my podcast, you listen to me speak. You know, I talk about this, this um, principle often it's like how we listen will will determine the context, you know, that we respond in. And so oftentimes when we're listening to people who are complaining, or I'm going to use the word complain, right? And then I'm going to reframe it later. So we listen to people who occur like and their their concerns occur like complaints um, that gives us a specific uh, internal feeling, right Maybe it's irritation, maybe it's maybe it's um, exhaustion, especially if a person is expressing the same complaint over and over, especially especially with our kids if they're expressing a complaint over and over again, it can become, uh, to some irritating, to some, um, you know, frustrating. and and what we sometimes can miss in in that that experience, that emotional experience is what is behind that? What is underneath the complaint? What is the root cause of the complaint? And so uh, I want to just share a little story about, you know how this this showed up in my interaction with my son. So he was yeah last year. So he's in second grade this year. He was in his first grade class, and he had never really complained about not not wanting to go to school before. And suddenly, um, for a period of time, he started complaining about going to school. Like he didn't want to go to school. Like I don't I don't I don't like school. You know, um, and that was very new. So, you know, there are a lot of um, Parents who I talk to talk about their kids. They don't like school. They don't like going to school, or they don't like the schoolwork. And 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 for me, because it was something that was um, a new complaint. It wasn't something that was that was that he had he had never expressed for a long period of time not liking school. I dug into that. So I wanted to. So I you know after the he would say, I don't want to go to school. I'm just too tired. I don't want to go to school. I don't I don't want to do the work. And so I started to ask, well, okay, well, what specifically about school is it that you don't like? You know, what is it specifically? So now rather than, so sometimes we have a tendency to, is it this, is it that, is it this, is it that? Rather than do that, I just ask, what specifically about school do you not like? Now I'm going to pause here and talk about, you know, I talked a little bit about listening. When we begin to hear Complaints as concerns and not complaints. So now I'm going to start to frame complaints as concerns. Then it gives us access to a different line of interaction, a different line of questioning. And, um, and particularly in our young people, because you know, we have to remember that while we have the capacity, some people, most people, many people, grown ups, have the capacity to express the specifics of what we do or do not like in something. Um, our kids are still developing and they may not have developed that capacity. So for them, something is just makes them mad or sad or frustrated. Something, something, they don't just, they don't like something and they don't always know how to quantify or qualify why they don't like something or something is uncomfortable for them and they can't always tease it out. And so for us as um, grown people, as adults, Um, when we have the capacity to develop the capacity to begin to navigate by by asking very specific questions to elicit what is the deeper cause, then we can actually deal with the complaint differently. We can deal with the concern that's actually happening rather than um, listening as a complaint. So um, I did ask him, you know, what was this very specific thing that he didn't like about school? And so then he says to me, it's the schoolwork. Um, the school—it's just so much to do. I'm just getting so much to do. There's just too much to do. I get so tired um, during the day, and so you know, I asked a few more questions. Okay, well, is there a, is there a specific time of the day that you get tired? You know, and he shared with me it was during math, and um, what was happening was that uh, he would there would be a you know a certain amount of like a worksheet that he had to do and he would be doing the worksheet and then he said well i you know i sometimes i get a headache during class when i think too hard and so in that moment what i got is that you know there comes a point where he hits a wall um, and that he and he needs tools to be able to manage that wall So then we had a conversation, like what happens when, you know, what happens when you're in math and you're doing a worksheet and you start to feel a headache? What do you need? And he says, I feel like I just need a break. And so, you know, generally speaking, at least in the school that I I grew up in, um, breaks were not a thing in school. Like we, there was no context for taking a, just taking a break. But what I know now is that, you know, there are ways that you can take breaks without taking a break. And so I asked my son, well, I asked my son, well, have you ever thought of when you feel you need that time to just take a break? Just taking a moment and leaning back and just closing your eyes for and counting to 10 and seeing if that helps to reset. And he said, Oh, I never thought about that before. And this was actually on our drive to school one morning. So he, you know, he would have the opportunity to try it. Um he said, well, but what if my teacher tells me, what if, it, what if it looks like I'm sleeping and my teacher yells at me? And I said, well, and I know his teacher, he wouldn't have yelled at him. But if he did say something like, you know, get to work, uh, I said, well, you could just tell your teacher, express to your teacher, you know, I'm uh, I'm working and I just needed to close my eyes and take a little brain break and uh, because my head is starting to hurt. And if you just tell your teacher that, he might give you a space for a moment to do that. And so, you know, he thought about it for a moment. And as, you know, seven-year-olds do, didn't really say much about it. And um, later that day, he came home and he says, You know, mommy, that actually worked. Today I took a brain break during math, and Mr. Axel didn't even say anything to me. So it was a new tool that, and then from that point on. He had no more complaints about not wanting to go to school, right? He had no more complaints about not wanting to go to school, so it was it was really something very simple, right? And and this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about when there are repetitive complaints and we really get well. What's the real problem? What's the real concern? I'll give you another example. Um, in the mornings, I'm I'm not really a big morning person, but my son is a morning person, uh, and. But, but he also, we eat very, dinner very early. We eat dinner at 6.30. So imagine he gets in the bed fairly early, around 30, eight o'clock, and then he wakes up around 6.30. And when he wakes up, he's ravenous. And for him, he gets you know quite a bit uh, hangry, as we call it. And so there was a period of time where he was waking up and he was really you know waking up mad, waking up angry, waking up stomping around. And you know, just like huffing and puffing. And even though it wasn't a verbal complaint, it wasn't an external verbal complaint. For me, I, I had to start to wonder, like, what he didn't used to do that before. Why is he doing that now? And you know, uh, he's been going through these growth spurts. So I said to him, you know, you have been. Uh, it, it seems like you have been waking up cranky lately. And he says, Yes, I wake up and I'm just so cranky. I'm so cranky. And I said, well, why do you think that is? And he says, because I'm really hungry when I wake up. And and so what we did was, you know, this is a problem solving moment for me as a parent is um, I started to, I said, well, you know, what what would you, what, what do you think would work to help to mitigate that? And he said, well, what if I had a snack upstairs, like a, you know, a small snack upstairs soon as I woke up in the morning and then we brainstormed what that could be. And it turned out it was just like a little, a little protein bar. And so at night we put a I put a little protein bar on his nightstand. And when he woke up he'd eat that and lo and behold, no more crankiness in the morning. So now why am I sharing all of this, right? I'm sharing this because a lot of times when people and and I'm and I'm you know really talking about this in the context of of myself to a young person but we can also map this on to adults you know when an adult is complaining um to be able to and i'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment to be able to get to the root of that that um, that complaint, because oftentimes when a person is complaining, the complaint itself is not the problem. The complaint there's a deeper concern at play. At play, right? So oftentimes when a person is complaining, there's a deeper root cause or a deeper root concern. There may be a fear of losing something that they're not going to losing something or not getting something that they want. There may be um, a a hurt, an underlying hurt uh, that's happening there may be a feeling of, of, of um, feeling dismissed or a feeling unheard, whatever that is, there's typically some type of deeper concern that's happening underneath the complaint. And what there is to do is to begin to approach that with eyes of with invest, with, with curiosity, eyes of curiosity. So how can we become curious when our young people are complaining about what they're really complaining about because oftentimes the surface complaint is not the complaint so you know this is one of the things that when i um, when we do our our trainings my my conscious communication trainings whether i'm doing them organizationally or whether a person is coming to my NLP trainings to actually learn these tools and techniques at a at a deeper level we talk about what are the the questioning. First of all, how do you listen to someone in order to get them to the deeper root of things? But second of all, what are the types of questions that you might ask in order to get them to the deep, get to the deeper concern? And then, when you have the deeper concern within it, and specifically with our kids, how do you begin to problem solve and and not just problem solve for them? Because I think as parents, as grown people, we feel like we need to problem solve for them, but to brainstorm with them that gives them, uh, that invites them into this problem solving process, engage them and brainstorm with them what a solution could be. Because if we always are solving problems or, or, or placating complaints for our kids or jumping to, For our our kids, they will never learn how to solve the problems themselves. And when we begin to listen our complaint, listen their complaints as concerns, then we not only do we reframe it for ourselves, and so how we respond is a little bit different, but we also begin to help them when they have a complaint to begin to have that automatic shift into what is the deeper concern? What do I need? What do I want, right? So if a person is, compl- if a young person is complaining, if a, um, and you ask what is the deeper concern? You know, what do you want? What do you need? What's important to you? Values, you know, I always like to talk about values. What's important to you? Then you can begin to say, okay, well, how can we get to a solution that would have the complaint be settled or the concern be settled? Right. So first and foremost, when someone has a complaint, um, specifically if it's a generalized complaint, like you always or you never, you can ask questions like how do I specifically always or what if I didn't, what would that make available? Like if I didn't always, um, so my son would say, you never let me play, you know, my games on my iPad. You know, well, what about that's important to you, right? Or what if I did, right? And, and, and the, the, the truth is most of the time their kids generalize complaints because that's the, the level of their development. Like for them, a one time isn't an always and a no times is a never. And there's not a lot of gray in between. Now, as kids develop, you know, as they get older and they and develop that capacity for time, You know, a lot of my son is, what, eight years old. So his concept of time is very distorted. And we have to also understand that as parents as well. Right. As parents, as educators, as as people who are caretakers of children, that their their uh, concepts of time are a little bit distorted. So when we hear an always or never for them, it really actually may be always in that moment. And, or it may be never in that moment. And we can challenge that just by one word, by saying never, like never, ever, you know, or always. And then of course, it makes them think about the last time that that statement was not true. So that's one thing is to challenge the always, never. But also it's to, you know, when, when they say things like you make me, or this makes me, or like this makes me upset, or this makes me mad, or you don't listen to me, or you, you know, like those types of, Um, Complaints, uh, or he never listens to me, or she never listens to me, or my teacher always does this to ask what specifically do they say, or how specifically do they say it, right? To really start to get underneath what that deeper concern is, or what is the picture in their mind that's actually happening that will illuminate the problem to be able to be solved, right? So if um, my son says, well, you know, I um, I'm always cranky in the morning, or I'm get so cranky in the morning. Well, how? Why? Why do you think you're cranky, or how specifically do you get cranky, or what does that mean for you? Right? Uh, you can get to, I can get to the underlying cause of he's hungry, and 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 then we can brainstorm a solution to that. Um, and so the question I have for you is, you know, what are the what are the things that you hear, the complaints that you hear most often? from the people in your life, specifically, if you have children, if you are around children, nieces and nephews, um, that that when they're complaining, like, how do you normally listen to that? How do you normally listen a complaint? How can you begin to reframe that complaint into, the, into a concern? And how can you begin to utilize these questions like what's specifically about that, or what's important to you about that? Or, you know, how specifically um, can we solve this problem? Why is that a problem? That's another question you can ask, well, why is that a problem for you, right? Why is it a problem if your teacher never calls on you? Why, what's important to you about your teacher calling on you, right? Could be feeling hurt or demonstrating that they know something. So, you know, we just want to like really begin to uh, listen more deeply so that we can begin to model the questions Um for our kids to be for them to be asking themselves when a concern comes up so that they can they can they can develop the capacity to name what the problem is more specifically from the get go and it actually helps us as well in interaction with other grown people with other adults to challenge um complaints as concerns or challenge beliefs that lead into complaints and and open dialogue for solutions where a solution may not have seemed available. Okay, so in adults, we can use these same questions, these same techniques with people who are, are complaining in our lives and um, maybe complaining about the same thing over and over again, begin to challenge where that That deeper root of that complaint is coming from so that they think differently about it. But also, with our kids, we can begin to uh, understand what's underneath that and help and invite them into the brainstorming, problem solving process, which will imbue that skill into them as well. And when our kids are able to have those skills, they become much more resilient. When our kids are able to, um, really start to reframe themselves and they're invited into that process of problem solving and brainstorming, it actually helps them to be much more resilient. And that is what we're going for. And you know that, that is my jam. I talk about it all the time, creating the next generation of resilient, empowered, emotionally fluent and communication, flexible Leaders. And in order for us to be able to create that, we have to become that. We have to learn these skills ourselves. So that is what I wanted to leave with you today is, you know, really listening, reframing complaint as concern, really listening to our kids and and utilizing the question, how specifically, what specifically, what's important to you about that as conduits into the root cause of these complaints slash concerns. Now we're going to reframe that now, right? And then inviting them, once you get that deeper concern, inviting them into the brainstorm problem solving process to empower that skill and imbue that skill in others. So um, I'd love to hear when you go and try it out, how that works for you. And this is the stuff that I teach in my NLP trainings. This these are the things that I teach to my parents, my educators, my my grown ups who are wanting to go out and use this work to help others as well, therapists. And so if you think, you know what, I enjoy you know, these tidbits and you really want to learn the skill, the deeper skill of communication, the mastery of language, the mastery of, of flexibility of communication, the expansion of your own emotional intelligence and fluency. And if you want to learn this work so that you can go and help and expand others, and all you have to do is go to remapmymind.com. If you are On the broadcast that will be in the show notes, remapmymind.com, and schedule, learn more about the training, schedule a call with me, and um, let's get it. So, until our next episode, I got something special for you all coming up um, soon. I won't spoil it too much, but we're going to be talking a little bit about personality traits and how to manage different personalities in our kids how to like really empower them inside of their own personalities so go apply these principles from today in your life leave me a review on the podcast if you're listening on the on the uh, back end of your favorite podcast app and um, I will see you on the next episode as always you know that I am seeing you committed to seeing you empowered because you're the conduit the bridge to the next generation of empowered resilient, leaders. You're the bridge to a new future. till next episode, have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Namaste. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, I want you to apply these principles in your life every day, but also I want you to share this podcast with others in your life who you think it could help, a friend, a colleague, or family member. And remember, go hit the subscribe button so you will know when our next episode is released. Finally, I'd really appreciate if you did me a favor and left a review. It really lets others know that this podcast can make a difference in their life as well. See you on the next episode.